0: Hello, this is Brian Scuttle from, uh, www.sonic-cinema.com here with Episode 2 of the Sonic Cinema Podcast. With me today is, uh, my friend and, uh, fellow Yahoo with a microphone, if you've ever listened to any of our group commentaries, Ronnie Haynes. Pleasure to be here. And I wanted to bring Ronnie in because of the fact that it is the week before Star Wars The Force Awakens opens, and I wanted to do this podcast devoted to Star Wars. And he is pretty much as big a fan of the franchise as I am, and it's one of those things that we've talked about a lot over the years. It's one of the things we bonded over, and I just basically wanted to spend this second episode talking about Star Wars, talking about our feelings about over the years, and just talk about the franchise as we get ready for the uh, 7th feature feature-length film in the series. One of the things that I wanted to start out with was we we never really talked about in any of the commentaries that we've done for any of the movies. We've done all of the prequels as well as A New Hope with uh, our friend Dave, but one of the things I wanted to talk about a bit was...
1: Dave, who for some reason can't be here.
0: <laughs> has nothing to do whatsoever with the fact that he just had his first child with his wife. Right. Just, I, I don't know, for some reason he couldn't be here.
1: Yeah, just couldn't make time for us tonight. <laughs> for some reason.
0: Yeah. So the first thing I wanted to talk about is what led to your continuing love of the series, Ron?
1: Uh, I think, uh, part of it might have had to do with, um, something that, Really solidified my affection for the movies was just a couple years back when I was going through a, a real lonely period and found myself just binging on the movies, binging on all things Star Wars, you know, just really kind of geeking out over more, more so than I ever had before, you know, posting a lot of memes on Facebook and everything like that. And just all of a sudden, you know, I just became automatically associated with, with those movies. And then before I knew it, the next thing I knew people were finding Facebook memes that you know that would make them think of me because you know it's it was it would be Star Wars related and they post it on they'd post it on my wall and say hey mm-hmm. this made me think of you and I was like oh yeah hey that's kind of that's kind of neat that you know that somebody would do that or somebody would think of me you know in that regard and everything and then it just kind of just kind of snowballed from there and I just really got into the movies and I really got in. and that's the thing like you know it just it wasn't it wasn't that it was this was it wasn't that I just gotten into them a couple of years ago it just like it just became just kind of solidified a couple of years mm. ago uh, for whatever reason. Yeah. And um, from there I just kind of realized, hey, this is kind of like the ultimate fairy tale for boys, particularly, mm. you know, it's just kind of like, it's, 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 it's wonderful fantasy. It's wonderful characters. It's great storytelling, you know, great effects for the time. Notice how I, you know, for the time, <laughs> great effects for the time, 77, 80 and 83, <laughs> Not two thousand four and beyond, George. But anyway, we're not. we <laughs> well. I guess we'll get to that at some point. But, yeah, uh, we can
0: definitely talk about that. Um, but, well, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I know that. Uh, I know that for us. I mean, that was one of the thing. Star Wars was one of the first things you and I bonded over when mm-hmm. we really started to become friends. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, film film music was in general was a big thing, and we'll certainly talk about John Williams later, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I know, I know. Just talking about, you know, when we first really started hanging out was right when the prequels were in full uh, swing, in full swing, and mm-hmm. I think Attack of the Clones had just come out, and uh, so yeah, that was one of the right in the, that, right around O two. Yeah, so that was, was when you
1: and I really started to uh, talk and hang out regularly.
0: Yeah, we uh, we we'd,
1: we'd gone to high school together, and we kind of we knew of each other. Mm. Then
0: and we had hung out a couple of times. Yeah, a um, couple
1: of random hangouts. Yeah. Do you remember? I know. I know exactly what movies we we went to see. Pulp Fiction. And do you remember the other one?
0: I don't re- see. I don't remember seeing Pulp Fiction with you. We saw I, Pulp I Fiction. Borrowed? No. See, I borrowed the soundtrack from. Yes. You. I did not actually see Pulp Fiction. I with, thought we with saw you. Pulp Fiction. No, I. You were one of the main reasons I ended up seeing Pulp Fiction okay. because of the fact that. You loved well, I'm it very, so much. I'm
1: very proud of the fact that like, I introduced you to but, Pulp Fiction. Uh, but anyway, I forgot yeah, that. Yeah,
0: I was just not terribly interested in it Do you it me- d- Do you remember out. the
1: movie we actually saw, though? Yes, Disclosure. Disclosure, which yes. was like, wow. It was what?
0: like right after... Yeah, I think it was right after finals. Yeah. One semester. Because we, we,
1: had, we, had, we had Spanish class yeah. together. And, and we, just, we, we just had our Spanish final. And we're like, do you want to go see a movie? Do you want to hang out? I was like, sure. I was like, yeah. well, what's out? And it was like, Disclosure?
0: Yeah. I mean, that was... Yeah, that was about as random as a movie as you could possibly ask for as far as us going to see. I mean, you know, especially the way our friendship is now as Mm -hmm. far as our our shared love of genre and Mm -hmm. uh, just the types of movies associated with that. Star Wars, Star Trek, the superhero movies and what have you. Yeah, I mean, it's like Disclosure is about as far away from that as... It can be so. It's
1: always fun to think about um, that. But yeah, I mean,
0: that was. But no, we never actually did see Pulp Fiction again. Did we not together? But you were one of the main reasons I ended up interested in it enough to go see it with my mother, and I ended up loving it, and I've loved it to this day. But I did borrow the soundtrack from you. Okay, I you did let me borrow the soundtrack, and I made a copy of it for myself. Oh, okay. Nice. But uh, yeah, we never actually did see the movie together in I theaters. See. But, but yeah, I mean, I know for me, you know, I was, I was born in 1977 and Star Wars came out in 1977. Mm -hmm. The New Hope came out in 77. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I've always felt that sort of connection. My first real vivid movie going experience was watching Return of the Jedi Mm -hmm. opening day. And it's funny because the reason I remember that so vividly is because the projection kept getting screwed up at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Like, originally, you know, it's a, it's a movie shot in scope widescreen format, but I think one time it was the, the uh, flat lens was in the way. <laughs> it was upside down at one point. It was, it was just, it took like three or four times for them to mm-hmm. finally get it right. And when I eventually got into projection myself, it's like I always had that in the back of my mind. It's like, mm-hmm. always make sure that the projection... Right. right, but yeah, I mean, Don't I know this up so yeah, i mean even even as a kid, I mean, I remember playing with the toys, I remember watching the movies i, I watched
1: my the- my my first the my my first uh, well, Jedi was the one that I actually was the one that was the only one that I went to see originally in the theaters yeah. as well, and i re- i kind that kind of sticks out to <clears throat> me because we got there late, so we got there after the job of the Hut stuff. Oh wow, so I think we got That's... there. Yeah. I think we walked in <laughs> right when the Emperor is arriving at the Death Star, the new okay. Death Star. Okay, so yeah, I think so. Like we, all right, because my dad and I were late, and we <laughs> so we didn't, so I didn't get to see the stuff with Jabba the Hutt or or Yoda's death scene or anything like oh, that. Wow. So yeah, yeah, that's 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 why kind of like my memory of seeing Jedi in a theater kind of sticks out. So and,
0: so neither of us really had particularly good no, experiences we really, we watching Jedi the first nope. time. And not necessarily for the reasons a lot of people have. Yeah, exactly. As far as watching Jedi for the first time. But we'll get into that. But uh yeah, so I mean I, I you know, it's like I always had this kinship because of the fact that I was born the same year that Star Wars was re- released. And you know, I, I was born them, a year later. And I, I yeah, the same year the holiday special came out. Yes. But I'm I'm that is I, my claim I, to fame right there. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't necessarily want to get into that. Yeah, so I mean, I you know, and I how can you not I, want to get
1: into the holiday special, Brian?
0: Why? Why would I? I mean, it, it's it funny. It is the holidays, of, and we're talking about Star Wars. This this is true. I don't care what people say about the fan mess. Is the single worst thing associated with Star Wars ever? Mm-hmm. Ever. If if you doubt me on that, you clearly have not seen it. Mm-hmm. And the only way to see it is with the riff track. Yeah, I mean, it's trying to watch it without the riff tracks is. Next to impossible, Mm -hmm. so yeah. I mean, I always had that kinship with the movie because you know, growing up, I enjoyed it and stuff like that. But the thing is, I don't know that I ever really had a particular affinity for it over other movies I was watching at the time. You Mm -hmm. know, I mean, I don't necessarily know that I loved it any more than Goonies or ET or you know, well, that's the thing is, like, I don't think a
1: lot of kids do yeah even even nowadays, like you know you ask them you know what their favorite movie is. I mean that's the thing like star wars isn't isn't as relevant. I mean well, it's about to be really relevant again mm-hmm. with uh force awakens, but a lot of you you know that that isn't always that isn't I don't remember that being like one of my absolute favorites growing up either yeah, I think that's i think that it just became my favorite I think over time, like mm-hmm. after I started you know after you started developing real, you know, kind of adult opinions about, about movies mm-hmm. and like, you know, why this movie appeals to you and why this one doesn't. And yeah, you know, I think, um, that's actually something interesting. I never really thought about I was like, yeah, I was like that. I don't remember that being my favorite movie growing up either. It's now, it's now obviously my favorite movie,
0: but yeah. And and the thing is, it's like thinking about this on this train of thought, I think part of that might have to do with the fact that we were kids. Like, we, we were... Like, I wasn't born yet when Star Wars came out. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't have that immediate... I don't have that immediate memory of watching A New Hope for the first time or Empire for the first time. Mm-hmm. I do for Jedi, like you do, but not necessarily for a good reason. Mm-hmm. So, I... Yeah, I mean, I think it's because of the fact that we were so young. Like, you know, I know some people slightly above our older than us. I mean, you know, they were four or five when they saw it and was, or even a bit older than that. It was a transformative experience seeing that in Mm -hmm. the theater. So, I mean, for me, it wasn't, yeah, it's sort of the same thing. It, where it, over time, it became my favorite movie of those years. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are other movies that I absolutely love. From growing up, I still love to this day, like the Indiana Jones movies, Goonies, E.T., to get into some of the more uh, more dope movies I ended up seeing around the time Predator was one and mm. Friday the 13th and stuff like that, but that's mm. for a different story. So yeah, it was it was yeah, I mean it, it is one of those things where I I just sort of fell into it and I think watching watching the original trilogy in 97 even though there were the special editions, even though I had seen them dozens of times on video, the fact that those were my first real memories watching A New Hope and Empire in the theater, that did have an effect on me. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think I'd never really seen a widescreen version of the movie before. I mean, widescreen videotapes had been prominent for a mm-hmm. couple of years, but we had never really gotten that. Was into like them right
1: though. around, didn't they they, they, they? they hadn't they just re- released um, the original versions in widescreen on VHS and laser And yeah. they made a big deal <sighs> out of the fact that this was going to be the last time you were oh, gonna yeah. say, you're like, and that was the, that was the, I remember laughing at that because you know, you remember how many times they would re-release something on you know yeah. from Disney like <laughs> yeah. this is the last time you'll ever have this uh you know have this movie on VHS for this generation you know I just like laughed at that cuz yeah. like I didn't I honestly didn't believe that that would literally be the last time that that would ha- that version would ever be available, yeah, because like yeah. i don't and think we i don't think we knew anything about the special editions coming out
0: no, I mean we well I mean we were you know it's like yeah, we were about seventeen sixteen seventeen eighteen at the time mm-hmm. or you know getting up to you know getting up to nineteen twenty and twenty one but yeah, i mean it was it was one of those things where it's like I know i didn't really i I sort of grew into my love of movies and my real obsession with movies and really just watching movies from a critical standpoint around that time, mm. you know, I'm like you, it's like own the star Wars trilogy one last time. Cause yeah, that was mm. a big deal. Yeah. And it was or it was a big selling point. It, it was, was it was a huge selling point. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, you never really expected that to be really true. Because you hear that from expected... Disney
1: all the time. Oh yeah. You know, it's like
0: well, and that's around the time when Disney started it was around nineteen ninety, it was the beginning of the nineties when Disney started to really re release their movies on the v- VHS and it would be on rotation. It's like mm-hmm. they'd only be available for like three months at a time then you wouldn't hear from again. Then the Disney vault would, would
1: close again for, yeah. another, for a generation um, or something, whatever.
0: So it was the 1997 re-release that really cemented the memories of watching A New Hope and Empire for the first time in my mind. But at the same time, it's not the same movie that I grew up with mm-hmm. because of all these changes, which, I mean, you know, I do think there are some good changes. I mean, Empire is the best changes. Empire's always had the best changes. It has the changes well. that make
1: the most sense.
0: They have the changes that made the most sense as well as the most subtle changes. Yeah. With the exception of, like, some additional Wampa scenes at the yeah. beginning, you don't really have any scenes that are like, oh, this is completely different. Mm. You know, it's not like Mos Eisley in A New Hope where right. you, you have this dramatic change in the entire context mm-hmm. of that entire mm. sequence. So we're talking about the original trilogy in the uh, context of the 1997 special editions, mm-hmm. uh, which I think for me, I know for me were the was the first time I really saw S- A New Hope and Empire in uh, theaters. I'm guessing probably for you as well. Yeah. I mean, I know for me, I just, I love seeing these movies that only really exist on TV for the first time on the big screen. I mean, I know Speaking uh, of another
1: big selling point. Yeah, Which then, that, that was a really clever ad campaign, I thought. Oh, absolutely. When they were when they were first selling the special editions in the theater. I thought that was actually a really clever ad campaign. So, you know, yeah. I'll definitely give them props for that.
0: And I know for me, you know, I, I was talking about earlier how I'd never really gotten into widescreen VHS at that point. Mm-hmm. So I'd never really owned Star Wars in widescreen before. I'd never really seen a New Hope or Empire in widescreen, and so that was a big deal for me to be able to see that for the first time, the the full screen as it was intended, mm-hmm. of course with these alterations, but just the composition of the shots, and you know, I remember I remember seeing uh, it was when, uh, it was after 3PO and R2D2 split off on Tatooine, and they're going their separate ways, and 3 po is going his own ways going over the dunes and you see that skeleton the, the skeleton and it's like yeah. I never really noticed that yeah. before watching it on TV and mm-hmm. so it's like it, it was it was amazing yeah it, it was and that is
1: something from the original version
0: yeah, yeah. it is which that that was something,
1: that's that's something I actually thought at first when I first saw the skeleton I was like is that something they added in yeah you know like mm-hmm. um but yeah i I get what you're saying though that was it was it was neat to start to see details like that, like, because you're watching it on the big screen and everything like that.
0: Of course, I mean, it is easy. I mean, I know we, we've we done this over and over again to uh, crap on the special editions because of, obviously, some of the big changes that are made. A New Hope and especially Return of the Jedi. Like, they, they have easily the worst editions. Empire, Empire, like we said, the editions are very subtle. There's no real dramatic changes in scenes mm-hmm. i think like the biggest one that i might have a bit of an issue with is uh near the end when uh the millennium falcons gang away from cloud city after they rescue luke and you see a scene where darth vader says like alert my star destroyer to yeah. prepare for my arrival and yeah. in the original was just bring, bring my, my shuttle son. which is like, which is so much better it's so much better Because like
1: you just you hear his you hear the anger in his voice. Like like when you really think about it, he's like Yeah, alert my Star Destroyer to prepare for my arrival. Compare that to bring me my shuttle. You can just hear his his anger with what with what just happened and just like it's just such Mm a more it's so much more effective. It's yeah, and then you have all then you have all these awkward edits of the Of the shuttle, you know, docking with with the uh, star destroyer, and And that all feels so awkward to me. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's just as awkwardly edited into the movie as the Wampa stuff at the beginning, you Mm -hmm. know.
0: I mean, the Wampa stuff is... I don't necessarily look at that as awkward. I don't think those additions are very awkward. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're obvious because you never actually really see the Wampa until shortly before Luke gets away. Well the, okay, the original, well, the
1: argument can be made that... I think we all know the stories of like the issues they had with the Wampa suit and so that argument can be made that like you know i think originally lucas wanted a really cool creature you know effect with with this wampa suit that they could never get right for a lot of reasons yeah having to do with you know the creature technology at the time you know we didn't we didn't necessarily have the creature effect technology that we have now
0: right i mean Um, now that character would probably be like performance captured or yeah you know or I mean, the suit would probably be a, a bit easier to maneuver. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's the
1: thing is like there, and then that gets you into the whole. There's like there's there's a whole sequence that's taken out They're like I don't know if you've seen this. Like I've seen, I've only seen it online because the only way you could see it any other way, unless you really went looking for it, is uh the it came out with the blu-rays. All the deleted scenes that came out with yeah. the blu-rays. In what 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 year did the blu-rays finally come out?
0: 2011, I believe.
1: Okay, that's the thing is like you can get all the deleted scenes on the Blu ray, but if you're if you're kind of boycotting the Blu rays like you and I are, you, you do have to kind of go looking for them and you know on YouTube. Yeah, but like there's a whole sequence with uh the Wampas and how they somehow rebel the, the rebel base somehow caught some Wampas in a room.
0: Have you not heard about this? I don't know that I've ever heard about there, this. There's a, I, you know, there are like, people
1: there, there there are people out there that are gonna like well, you know, all two of the people that are gonna be listening, they're gonna be like, oh yeah, yeah, I totally know. No, there's a whole sequence that was deleted from the from the movie. It's one of the lead scenes on the Blu-ray. Again, you can go look you can probably go looking for it. I can probably even send I probably You probably could find I it. And I could probably, probably send you a <laughs> link just as easily tonight later on. But yeah. there's a whole sequence with uh Wampas getting into the base on Hoth, and they and the rebels trapped them all in a room. And then later on, when when the Empire is attacking, they they tricked some of the stormtroopers into going into that room and getting killed by the Wampas. None of this is that, ringing a bell.
0: None of this is ringing a bell. No, no, I've I've never actually gone out and looked for any of the. Okay, well, I'm, I'm just gonna have to send you a. But. Wow. Yeah. I mean that that sounds like an idea that well like let's just let's just say special let, edition and prequel era George Lucas let let's, let's just say with. there's a
1: reason let's just say <laughs> there's a reason Irvin Kershner took it out of the movie.
0: Oh, there's a very good reason. Yeah, it, it was it was, movie. it was it was a horrible idea. It was it was silly. <laughs> it was, it was, was s- silly,
1: silly, and the, yeah. and the, and again the 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 creature effect work with the suits at the time just wasn't up to yeah. staff. Yeah. Yeah. So wow. Yeah, um, there's like a whole there's like a whole sequence. I'm I'm very surprised that like you're just now finding out about it, but that's
0: I I I can't believe that I never heard about that before. But like you said, well, you never own the, the Blu-rays. Two us, the two of us are boycotting the Blu-rays, uh, for the reason that the original theatrical versions have never been released on mm-hmm. Blu-ray. Hopefully, that will change at least in a few years. now that Disney owns it.
1: Uh, hopefully, the fact that J.J. has, you know, J.J. Abrams has a hand in some of this now has something yeah. will have something to do with that, because yeah. J.J. is a fan.
0: Oh, yeah. He, J.J. is oh, a, yeah. JJ is just as much of a fanboy
1: as any of us are. Well, and so I, I think... He must, he has to know
0: I, I how think, badly,
1: you know, people like us want to oh, see... Oh, I,
0: I have no doubt whatsoever, and, I mean, I think... Uh, I think Kathleen Kennedy is probably another big factor, in the fact that she's a he- the head of Lucasfilms Films now. Mm-hmm. I mean, she she's a savvy producer. She's one of the best producers around. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a reason she got the job as the head of Lucasfilm yeah. moving forward. So
1: how can this not be? How can this not be happening in the next couple of years?
0: I I would imagine it's still a rights issue with Fox, mm-hmm. but. Um, the fact of the matter is i mean i I do think we'll see it happen i i i do I am resolutely convinced that it will happen at some point, mm-hmm. whether it happens in the next year, the next two, three, five years, what have you I don't know, but I do think it will happen mm-hmm. because the demand for it is remains strong, and mm-hmm. i I think I think it's eventually, stronger than ever now. And I think eventually that demand will win out. Now, I mean, a friend of ours actually did a marathon of the original trilogy, and it was on Blu-ray. So it was the first time I had gotten a chance to see the 2011 cuts of at least Empire and Jedi. Um, so I I finally got to see... I had completely forgotten about the changes in Jedi for this for mm-hmm. the Blu-rays with the uh the blinking Ewoks, the blinking Ewoks, which the, actually no... was okay. Yeah, I... I will
1: say, I will say what I've seen. Okay, it makes sense because I know the the only reason it makes sense to me at this point is because when I was listening to the 2004 commentary for Return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. when I was listening to the to the original commentaries for the 2004 DVDs. I remember George Lucas bringing up the fact that it bothered him that the Ewoks didn't blink, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Okay, it kind of got me there because now I'm no- now I'll never not notice that the exactly. Ewoks aren't blinking." And the thing, and is, the fact is, that like the, the Ewoks are like always because you and I are unapologetically
0: fans of Ewoks. We don't we yeah, don't we,
1: we don't were, hate we, we don't hate
0: the Ewoks. We were five and six when. Exactly the Ewoks came out. So right I'm at, sure at that can... sweet spot. Yeah. Where it's like we weren't old enough to think this is the stupidest idea yeah. ever. You know, no. Well, okay, we, we there were both... there are a lot
1: of there are a lot of reasons the Ewoks, I don't hate the ewoks, because it's like, okay, a lot of it has to do with the way it was done. Yeah. The way it was like, you know, it was it was actually carried out with the I mean that's the thing, like, say what you will about the ewok. Direct to you know the, the Ewok move the TV movies oh, those were handled so very <laughs> and that's the thing is like I think I think Ewoks started to become lame I think right around the, like I think it was probably the cartoon show yeah kind of like killed the legitimacy of the Ewoks that's the thing Ewoks and Jedi I think they're handled rather well I think it has a lot to do with Richard Marquand's direction mm-hmm. I think a lot of it has to do with the way John Williams handled the the music for the Ewoks you yeah. know I think like I just think. I just think that I just thought they, the Ewoks were actually handled a lot better than people give them credit for. That's the thing. The the, the legitimacy Damn. of the Ewoks was killed with those those T V movies and that yeah. that cartoon show. Yeah. That's when they kind of like started to say, Oh, that's just a cat that's just a casting oh, yeah, for kids. Absolutely. That's when but like I like the way that le- the Ewoks are handled in mm-hmm. Jedi in the in, in you know, and I think they they do actually I do actually recognize them as a force uh, to be reckoned with. Back to the you know like the changes made in Jedi like you know for the 2011 Blu-ray, which yeah okay I can see why he wanted the Ewoks to blink, you know. Yeah,
0: and but, honestly, having now seen it, like I didn't think it was as near, nearly as distracting as some people did. Mm-hmm. I mean, the first time you see it, I'm like, oh yeah, that's right, they blink now. Mm-hmm. I completely forgot about that. But the thing is, it, it wasn't, like, my main focal point going forward throughout the rest of the movie. Yeah. So it wasn't as cringeworthy. I think a lot of that probably had to do with people who've just been so jaded by all of the changes he's mm. made since 1997. Mm. Not unreasonably. There's still a ton that make no sense. Not unreasonably at all, but at the same time...
1: It's not putting like a bunch of random rocks in front of R2 and like, you know, the scene where he meets Obi-Wan Kenobi. Like, are you,
0: are you, are you, I didn't, I, w- I didn't get a chance to see a New Hope because I was at work. Well, oh, that's right. Okay. Well, so I okay. didn't see that. Probably. Okay. That's
1: the things like, well, obviously, we're going back to the changes in general that were made on New Hope. You yeah. know, like that, like that scene where Luke meets Obi-Wan, there's like a ton that are made that are just completely pointless. Yeah. One of which being, that's the things like, I know these things. I haven't actually sat down and watched the Blu-rays mm-hmm. like a lot of people have, but I know just because I watch a lot of those stupid videos on YouTube discussing the changes. <laughs> Say what you will about me when it comes to that, but, you know, whatever. So, well, I've watched a ton of YouTube videos that talk about the changes, and some of them that, like, you know, they talk about, like, what? Like, like, there's, like, that scene where, you know, Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan's introduction. Yeah. There are, a bunch of, there are a bunch of just really stupid, like, two in particular— one being that when R2 is hiding off in the shadows, yeah. You know, while you know, the sand people are attacking Luke and you know, you know, scavenging you know scavenging his speeder and everything right. like that. And there's there's the for some reason, all these ra- all these rocks are put in front of R2 D Two that makes it look like it's damn near impossible for him to get back there. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever heard of that change.
0: I never heard of that change.
1: Like there's like there's a change where like, you know, all these rocks were put in front of R two that make it look like how did he get back there? It makes it look almost yeah. Again, you, you might have to you might have to go looking at one of these I, videos. I, to talk I very about well
0: it. I very well may have to. Because, and then yeah,
1: then the one that pisses me off the most is the one where uh, that that sound that that'll be Kenobi makes when he's scaring the sand people oh, away. Yeah. Okay, the one uh, the one he makes in the original version is is you know is probably is all, without question you know the the best version. But now, like, I don't know, like, I wish we had the, uh, I wish we had the, you know, I wish we had that sound file, but like, just like the sound he makes now just sounds so stupid Yeah, and not, you know, and not like, you know, scary at all. And just, just, there's just, mm-hmm. again, going back to just lots of thing like that, that yell was made, that yell was changed for the 97 version and the 2004 <laughs> version and the 2011 yeah Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. Like he changed for some reason. That was like there's just so many there's so many changes that excuse me. Now I'm off on a tangent. Now I'm off on a rant. Good god. Good job, Ryan. Sorry. Um. Now I'm really pissed. No, like there there are just some changes that like like there there there's th- and there are things that like he keeps changing. Yeah. Like like the yell like yeah. the Obi Wan Kenobi yell like when he's when he when he's saving Luke from the Sand People. Mm-hmm. Like changes that just don't It's, like they're just. I you know. You know, have have fun. You know, this is your these are your movies, George. But like you know, they still, they're they're leaving. They're still. I'm still boggled. Yeah. By a lot of this, you know. Mm-hmm. So you know, like like the rocks in front of R two D two, and then the yell, and then, you know, like those those are two. You know, and then obviously all the stuff in the cantina. Yeah. Like the, like the fact that. You know, and a lot of people, a lot of people, you know, kind of made the point that like, you know, he's kind of and when he does that, when he makes the changes to some of the creatures in the cantina, he's kind of being dismissive of, you know, the some of the really interesting creature work that was done in 77.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, and, and the same argument can be made when. He comes changes to the, the effects. When he changes the visual effects, when he changes, you know, the way Moss Hiseley looks. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like, yeah, I mean that that is a legitimate complaint. That is certainly a legitimate complaint. You're doing a dis-
1: he's doing a disservice to the people he, who actually he worked it, on
0: Yeah, I mean he's doing it for himself. And yes, he is the creator certainly a new hope. I mean he's the author of a new hope. I mean mm-hmm. he you know And to a certain extent, I respect the idea of the auteur theory, but where the director is the author of the film, but at the Mm -hmm. same time, the director isn't the only person working on the film. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, it it is disrespectful to the people who worked on those films at the time, not just to change it, but to also not make Make it to where their contributions, their original contributions, are lost to a generation of people. Yeah. I mean, and that that is, I think, that, you know, if you were willing to release, always release the theatrical, the original versions... Mm-hmm. I would have less of an issue with it. Yeah, I think a lot of people would have because, less of an issue with it. Because, you know, it's like, change it all you want, but, yeah, I still want to sh- watch these particular movies mm. and these particular versions. Now, it's like, I I will occasionally watch the special editions for one reason or another, but I'm much more inclined to watch the mm. widescreen VHSs that I now have of the 95 re-release. mm mm-hmm and even you know and even on a vcr that's like 10 15 20 years old with videos that are now 20 years old you know i watched them so little they still look pretty decent on a yeah. uh, high definition tv i yeah. mean you and i on may 4th last year were started watching the original trilogy mm-hmm. on vhs on my uh, hd tv and it was surprising to both yeah. of us how good they looked mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean I and I really didn't want to get into whole you know whole thing about the special editions because of the fact that I mean it's basically the same argument that's been done to death for mm-hmm. the past eighteen years. But I mean it is an important part of how we've experienced this franchise over the years and now, mm-hmm. and how uh, how we've grown with this franchise for better or worse. And it's mm-hmm. like yeah, I mean, both of us have the basically the same reason for not getting the Blu-rays. It's, you know, I love the movies, but at the same time, I still want to see the original. But I'll, theatrical But movies. I'll watch
1: those stupid YouTube videos to death. Yeah, <laughs> but because um... it's free and it's you know, <laughs> and and a lot of these people are very much on the same. We're very much on the same page with a lot yeah. of a lot of these people that make these YouTube videos about you know bitching about the the changes are very much we're all very much on the same page, I think that's probably why they're kind of a guilty pleasure of mine, yeah, Because, you know it, 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 it a it gives me a chance to actually see these stupid changes for what they are and be it you know it, it just gives me the opportunity to like you know listen to somebody else bitch about it and like makes me feel a little less lonely at night,
0: yeah.